Hello everybody, welcome to Conversations in Coffee. Today I'm joined with Faction Barbershop. I have Rob Flynn here and Aaron Coyley. Rob, thanks so much for having right. Aaron. Aaron, thank thanks you. Really. We've got some of the lads here as well working in the background. Um, well after their shift but this is the dedication but if you want to jump straight in and kind of just find out how you kind of yeah, yeah. got into barbering in the first place like we'll start with yourself rob how, how did your story begin um how did i start in barbering i suppose i went to college in iadt in dunleary when i was 17 just out of school i'm from ross Grand tipperary originally um and when i was 17 years of age i really felt like i didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, career-wise or whatever. I wasn't sure. I was always interested in music and kind of things from like that creative uh, spectrum that come from music or whatever. Um, so I went and studied like media at college in IADT in Dunleary. Um, I did three years at that, and I think I was in like second year of college. And. Um, I realized I was listening to this heavy this heavy metal band uh, and they came and played a gig in Dublin and somebody told me that the uh, the singer of that band owned his own barber shop and he works as a barber when he's not touring with his band or whatever and that for me was like just a big turning point in life or whatever where I was like oh my god like maybe I should consider this maybe and then from then on I, for about a year I was like just used to tell all the lads in the course I'm like oh I'm going to be a barber lads I'm going to start trying to be a barber now and blah 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 and it was always in my head and like about a week a week after finishing my last exam in IADT I was booked in to do a course in Newbridge just an introduction to barbering course kind of get the, the clippers and scissors into your hands so I did that um, and that just like got me going where I like was going home in the evenings and texting my friends and be like can I cut your hair and a lot of them were like really hesitant like this was this was seven or eight years ago uh, you know we, we spoke about how inside the last 10 years there's been like a huge renaissance mm -hmm. in men's grooming and mm -hmm. hair and barber and hairdressing but I was just so fascinated and passionate even from the get-go um, with the idea of cutting hair and I was like how you know there was a handful of barbers the Instagram back then again was like a really really small thing and I remember I used to look at particular barbers work and be like how the fuck did they do that how did the haircut how does it look that good or whatever so I suppose that lit a fire inside me to keep going with it for a long long time or whatever and then you know within six to eight months of asking friends for haircuts then you know the roles are reversed where they're texting me being like can you cut my hair? And I'm like, all right, five euro. Because then I realized that like... This is where it starts. This is where it starts. And from the time that people started asking me, I'd be like fiver. And then a couple of weeks later, I was like, I'm doing way too many haircuts for a fiver. Upping the price to a tenner. Because it takes a lot of time. I was, you know, barbering at that time when I first started, uh, it was only a hobby, so to speak. Like I, I worked full time in a retail job in lifestyle sports in, in Tipperary. And I also worked in a bar at the weekends and then cut hair in between that every single every single day of the week. Um, so how did you end up in Dublin? So I went to college up here for years and I've been heavily involved in the music scene in Dublin, punk scene for years and years. I used to always go to gigs, I play in bands, I filled in for other bands, I have promoted shows, I used to run a record label, things like that. Um, so I always knew that when I finished college and was moving back to Tipperary and you know starting this barbering thing that I was actually using the barbering thing as a means to move up to Dublin 
uh, and pay rent on my own because you know I was very fortunate that my parents paid for like you know rent for me while I was at college or whatever up here um, and I was using like the like the trade I wanted to get to a level with the trade so that I could move back up to Dublin and see what happened then after that coming up to Dublin. Just the opportunities up here were probably a little bit better. Than there was more work yeah. yeah like there was more work like I went to many different shops around my area like Ross Gray my hometown and the next town over in Burr and asked for a job and all and you know the majority of the places that I went into and asked for a job first they were like no you want you're better off going over to England now for two or three years to train and all or whatever oh. get the vault and all or whatever. Quite literally. <laughs> but like that was that was a thing where they're like young lad young like a young lad wants to do but like they'd seen it as competition i'd say i wasn't even able to cut hair or whatever mm -hmm. i like literally just wanted here's to a very eager boy. you know motivated guy all those things you know so everybody like when i when i needed help it was very very hard to find mm -hmm. it in the early days um the industry has evolved in so many ways over the years but you know when i started it was like a wasteland so to speak you know mm -hmm. uh barbering specifically like you know Aaron's story is a little bit differently trained in the hairdressing world which is I think maybe like a better way of doing it, more start, professional yeah. way of doing it. I mean, it's it's different now because as I said a few times, like the industry has evolved. And it's your story and years. it's your journey. And yes, it's different to Aaron's and it's different to probably everybody else. Yeah. But you still got to where you are here, which you'll get to yeah. now because you know I'm glad to hear that you have to go through all these hurdles and Ups challenges. And downs, and, non-stop. Yeah. You know, and you've got to try the music and then realize, right, it is creative. It is channeling to me creative side, but. There's something else still I want to get to. Yeah. And you know, you had to mess around and try to run things. For me it was the income as well, like as in like I never had any money, Ross, like ever growing up, like I was always on the breadline or whatever. And barbering was the first time that like you know, like let's say when I worked in bars and hotels and in lifestyle and stuff, I was renting houses in Tipperary and all like with my girlfriend. Um and we never had any money, like it was always just the breadline or whatever, whereas yeah, barbering opened up a thing where I was like, Jesus, I've you know, I'm 40 quid, come on, we'll go out for dinner tonight. And I said to my girlfriend, Michelle, like, we'll go out now because it's the first time I ever had, like, that extra bit of cash. It's a different thing down the country than it is to Dublin. Like, I'm glad to hear that now. You know, before it's we reality, started the podcast, Aaron said, like, he when he worked in his thing that he never, he didn't experience the recession. The recession was going on, but Aaron was in the middle of Dublin city centre mm -hmm. where business doesn't really slow down, you know? So that was another reason. It's like clockwork up here, yeah. Yeah, it's a busy place. And that's another reason as to why I moved to Dublin is because, you know, there's there's operating businesses, there's no shortage of money up here in the capital of Ireland, like, you know, so that's that why good. all the countries move up here really, to mm -hmm. be honest, mm -hmm. eh? No, that's good. And yeah. Aaron, your story then is a little bit different, obviously. What, what how did you kind of get into um, it? yeah, my story now is got me thinking now, um and I suppose it goes back to it really goes back to school days when I think to be honest I wasn't I wasn't into school. I really well, I, I, the only reason I went to school was really for maybe art, that was it really. Um, but one thing I didn't like about school was <coughs> the uniform. That's the only time I ended up in detention, constantly in detention. Always for, didn't, didn't like wearing a uniform. And I remember I used to go on the hop to go into the merchant actually to get me hair cut. And I used to pay 20 euro, 20, yeah, 20 euro back then to get me, uh, me mullet <laughs> trimmed <laughs> off. Aidan Cleogan, it was the king of the mullets back then. But I think it all went back to then, and like I remember, I was I was in I went into the leaving search here, and I didn't want to do my leaving search. There was nothing in college, literally nothing there. And I remember my mom said to me, "Why well, don't you get a bit work screens and a hairdresser?" So I went over to volunteer, really sort of um, you know all that clientele, mainly women maybe sixties and up fifties and ups. But I just watched her there for weeks, 
every weekend for a long time. And I remember, she, I remember the first time, the first Saturday I came home, my mum said, how'd you go? And I said, pockets full of change, like getting tips and stuff, you know? You weren't complaining, I had you? an interesting connection, wasn't it? That obviously helped, like, you know? But I had a connection with people. That was my big thing, is like meeting, meeting people, whether they're 60 years old or whatever and they're getting their prayer and watched out, but I enjoyed it. Love so, the grannies you do. And uh, it all goes from then, you know. And so so did you transition from washing hair to getting onto the floor? Yeah, well that's, I'll tell you about that now. It was a long process, but, so basically I moved on from that then. I did do the leaves earth, but I didn't go to collect my results. I didn't actually, I think I left a couple of exams early because I knew hair, hair, hair is what I wanted. And then I got an apprenticeship in a really, really top salon in Dublin. Um, the owner actually took me under his wing, and like I would have went to London and stuff with him. But to be honest, you know, it took me a long time to get the grasp of it. I, I went out partying all the time. That was my drink hook hold me back then. I was young. I was like, right, I'm going out three or four times a week. And I did. Really drink. Yeah, and I did mess that up. You know, I did mess me training up. I, it took me a long time to do my training. But one thing that always reminds me. Remember is. We all boss back then. He always said to me, "He said you've got something to, you've got a great gift of people." I know it's taken you a while to get the hang of cutting hair and stuff, but you've got a, a special connection with people, and uh, you can really deal with clients. And that's that, that's for him was the main thing, you know. And time went on. Then I did a lot more partying. I partied my twenties away, and it took me a long time to get training. Not a lot of people know about this, but it took me a long time to get going. And but eventually I did. Um, and you know, we done. I was hairdressing for a couple of years. Done loads of great stuff, you know. Um, but I always, I always had a thing for cutting gents hair, you know. I always loved. Um, and even when I was in women's hairdressing, I always loved short haircuts, you know. Um, so I always had this image in my head of having like a, a barber shop, but with a bit of a hairdressing touch, you know. Um, really professional, you know. Somewhere that women could come in as well. Um, Good customer service. Exactly, and, yeah, yeah, that's where it all that's where it all comes from. You know? But it's building up relationships, isn't it? Because you've got a client, but that client keeps coming back, coming back. Yeah. You're asking how's you going on your holiday, you're asking about the kids, you're asking about their friends, mm. you know. You get so close to somebody that's coming in and it's a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's not just yeah. next. Yeah, no, you know? it's it's complete connection. Like today, for example, I go to the guy in the chair who came in to me when I first started barbering three years ago and I was only new to barbering, didn't really know how to use the clippers. And anyway, I gave him a haircut. But he's come back to me since then and we laugh about it now. I'm like, do you remember the first haircut I gave you? <laughs> it wasn't great. Actually, uh, I'm sure there's a picture somewhere of it. But he was like, yeah, look, we'll be really good on. You know, mm -hmm. I have a, a mad great we all doing here. We have a great connection with our customers. I think that's you know? more important. It's, it's actually unbelievable. Yeah. You, know? like, you, you could be in a place where you deliver the best haircut there yeah. is possible. But the customer service could be that bad. You don't mm -hmm. want to go back to that shop. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's about like making people feel um, like, you know, there's nothing out of the ordinary going on down here. We're doing haircuts like every other barber shop in, in, in Dublin and the rest of Ireland, but like there's a special, it's an experience coming here and that's what we like to provide for people, like a kind of a personal touch. And that can be anything from like, you know, a change up with the haircut, something that your barber suggested, like maybe something on a personal level, maybe somebody comes in with like, burden on their chest and they just want somebody to say something to them that might help them it might be a funny joke that like you know Garrett said over in the corner or something like do you know what I mean like as in it's an experience we don't there's no gimmicks in this shop there's no free beers for people there's no cigars none of that <laughs> none of that nothing only a good haircut and that's it and, and a like, sense of humor experience yeah exactly like as in we conversate with people we try and provide um, a relaxing laid back 
professional but entertaining service do you know mm. what i mean like so i'm interested to know then how you guys came together and merged to make your own business like you know you've done your training you had your services in other places you worked in different uh, you know yeah, different stakeholders yeah. different establishments but what was it like more so coming together we knew of each other through Instagram. Obviously, Instagram is a big, big part about how, honestly, every single one of us today know each other. You know, we were conversating back and forth mm -hmm. about some friends of ours before we went live here, and it's all through the power of Instagram that we know these people. And, like, Instagram is was very, very important in, like, the, the rising of Barbara over the last few years. So we were aware of each other, and I remember, I remember the first time, I, I used to work for a company called Sam's Barbers, or you were up in Dylan Bradshaw's, he came yeah. down Saturday night to do, um, one, one of my old work colleagues, Colin Gagan, wanted to get like some mad blow dry. What did he want, something mad? He's oh, like, he wanted to get curly, curly blow dry. <laughs> so I remember I came down, and that's when I met Rob. And it's funny, like, we always gone out with Colin after that evening. And I was saying, I knew, I knew me and Rob were going Cat was there I knew him, yeah, Cat, my girlfriend was there as well. I remember I met him for like a minute. I was like, jeez, I think me and him get on really well. And you were like, oh, come back in, I have to go home, walk the dog. We never came back in. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Raging. Would have spent, would have loved to spend maybe a few hours with him, you know, and then we eventually met again, you know, so it's... Met in the street funny. once or twice. It's funny yeah. how it all happens, you know. And it's he smart. said, I remember the next time he met me on the street or whatever, and he was like, oh man, that haircut you put up during the week was lethal and all. Mm. I was like, bro, like your skin fades after coming on, mad. It's so both to... different haircuts, but different styles. I know, he, was, styles. After he was after starting at a barber shop. Mm. He used to work right across the road from me. I used to work in Sam's Barbers, and I used to look out, and I was in the window seat in my shop, and Aaron was in the other shop. Locky shop on Wellington Key down there, and I could see him every single day. And I, I don't know, it, that was before. Then I left my job in Sam's Barbers and got a job in that same shop on Wellington Key that we worked in. You guys are meant to kind of come together and work yeah, together. Yeah, we had, we had a similar vibe anyway. Yeah. We were kind of like similar to each other without knowing each other or being like we no were crap. Acquainted. You both knew what you wanted to gain, and that yeah, was exactly. to help the customer, but you gained satisfaction too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just two genuine lads. That's I mean, it. Like, honest, yeah. no... like he'd say about me, he's like, oh, Wolfgang has loads of clients and all. I'd be like, Aaron Coyley has loads of clients and all, or whatever. We were at the same thing, like as in many different barbers are on a journey. And, independently and, and the journey is different for everybody but like for me it was a case of like i came from tipperary like so you know i was always going to like put my life's effort into this because i can't i can't go home to my parents house like if i've had a you know if i don't have enough money for rent or something like that i only can exist here if, through my hard work so i needed a clientele to do that um and i moved jobs and i remember aaron was away on holidays that first week there was only four chairs in the shop at the time that i moved and all the chairs were occupied at the time so i covered aaron for a week and i remember you know it was in the chair he had heard that i was after you know coming down to do a trial day in this shop or whatever and he was only after coming back from weeks holidays in kerry he comes in through the door with a little tin whistle I was so intimidated. Even though I was, like, I was like, you know what I mean? Rob was going to get on. He was cutting a white chair, and I was like, look at this. I'm going to come up from Tipperary now, get Rob a white chair. Anyway, he's only filling in. How but, important the chair is, yeah, you know what I mean? Well, it's like, it's so like a, a, a position. It's like a position on a football pitch. Yeah, like, sure, yeah. you know, this is your spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look five minutes later, we're all we're all best mates, you know. Yeah, they were in the shop instantly. They were like Rob and Aaron have like real kind of mm. romance with each other mm. and all. I don't know, like we have, we've always had our own vibe, and like the rest of the boys, 
are into, into different interests and hobbies and pastimes to what me and Aaron are into. We're into chilling out, talking shite and Ooh. dogs and yeah. silly stuff. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I respect e- that. Easy, easy, bloopy type. Guys, yeah. that's, a, that's what works for me anyway so I like that yeah. and then when I kind of talk more now about you're here one year now almost yeah it's coming up to a year now yeah, yeah that, that's, that's really it's been, cool. a, it's been a very very quick year this yeah. year yeah so if you, you think about you've had one year here and we think kind of the future of Faction yeah obviously it's a brand yeah you know it's no different than any other barbershop or any other um, different brand in this industry mm. but is the plan like you know to branch out and Try. Are you, you're just happy at the moment, but do you want to? Yeah, we'll go give it another. We'll, 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 yeah, like we're, we're we'll give it another while, but like things are, um, you know, with me and Rob in both the same shop, you know, we we definitely could branch out and do another shop, you know, it's not stopping us in in the future. Um, Look, we were always busy barbers, but yeah. we're like booked up two and a half, three weeks in advance mm. now every single day of the week these days, which is humbling, blessed, so grateful every single day to be that busy. What you well, always want. It's a bit wanted. of an inconvenience sometimes as well, like because like you're letting down other people. Like do you know what I mean? Like as in that client that Aaron just spoke about that hadn't got his hair cut off him in three years. It's very hard to get a haircut off of this man. Like and the same with myself or whatever. Like so sometimes somewhere along the way, you feel like you're letting other people down. Then we're trying to encourage the rest of the staff. But you know what makes me I just think know about that, that. there's room for expansion somewhere along the way with this. You, you feel it. Around. You can feel yeah. it. Something different. Like who knows? You know, have a couple of ideas. Both have ideas. Maybe eventually <coughs> doing a bit of a collab with someone else, you know, something point, a, little, yeah, a little bit, something a little bit definitely different to what Dublin's seen. Yeah. So we. I just think it's crazy when I think of it from an outsider and somebody that's not in this industry at all. Yeah. You went from five euro haircuts and probably feeling a little bit. I'm gonna up this to ten. Yeah. To like. You know, yeah. nearly forcing people to come and let you cut their hair. <laughs> yeah. To now sure. looking at your schedule and to your roster and going. Keep up with the amount of haircuts that people want. You know, to hats off yeah, you. Yeah. That, that's an achievement. Yeah. yeah. I we, think do, we do have to pinch ourselves. I think you got I pinch myself all the time, but you think you definitely got to keep yourself um, on ground on the ground. I was, yeah. was going to say. I that. think that's what happens too yeah. much. I've, I've seen it happen right around me. Like people God. have. Got a bit of an ego about them. Got Let to start, start making the ego. Yeah, and start like making money and stuff. Whereas I keep myself grounded, so does Rob. You know, that's that's the key, and to stay. Um, yes, stay you're more stay, skillful, stay. and yes, you're more wiser since yeah. you're forced haircuts. But you treat the service the same because yeah. when you got into it, all you wanted to do was learn more. Yeah. You know, give the client something that they look. You know the way at the Just end of a haircut, yeah. you go, you happy with that? Yeah. Right, how was that look? You know, most people just go. Yeah, yeah, grand. Like, that's grand, yeah, but when yeah. you see somebody that's genuinely like lit up, like man, that's yeah, exactly happens, what I wanted. Happens, that's your day, mate. It happens yeah, yeah. at least once every day with one of the barbers. Obviously, we have an incredible team that we've all handpicked to come work here, so they're all good. But like, sometimes a new customer will come in, not like, Jesus, that's that's deadly. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like what we're after doing, and like yeah. that's one of the best feelings about it. But I suppose. It's a case of like keeping your feet in the ground with the whole thing. Mm. Like just because you complete one goal doesn't mean you take the foot off the pedal. So yeah, like what do you think kind of, if I'm somebody now, an outsider looking at this or listening to this, what advice would you give to somebody that maybe is thinking of getting involved in barbering or, or men's grooming? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say 100% go for it. Um, but you gotta, you gotta work hard. You know, it doesn't, I think a lot of it's people think, a lot of days. people think they're just gonna get into barbering and they're gonna start making you know, a nice few quid and stuff, but you really got it. Don't make the mistake I made, whereas 
I just messed around with me training, do you know what I mean? Definitely get stuck in, put 100, 110% into everything and just push yourself constantly, you know, and you know, you like, it's just two different types, there's a couple of different types of barbers you can be, you can be like us where, you know, you come in, you, we love our job, there's not a day I don't, obviously I get tired and stuff, but I still enjoy coming into work, you know, or you can be, you can work more local and just make a few quid and that's it, or you can do, do what we do, you know, but that takes hard work, it really does, you know, and you, you gotta be committed. Yeah. And it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. No, it de definitely didn't. Like, as in, I think, you know, there's many people with different opinions about Faction Barbershop at the start of the year. Um, but one thing that everybody collectively said is that me and Aaron are two hardworking gentlemen, non-stop. Known for being hard workers. Known for, like, not having sick days and all this. And all those things are so, so important. Um, and at the moment, obviously, like, the industry is booming like if, if there was like it's it's there's way more resources for people nowadays to become barbers because like there's a higher standard of work out there um, and there's better training facilities um, around the country further um, so I think that if any new people are watching uh, this podcast and listening to this podcast and are considering it I would say the best thing to do would be to go to factionbarbershop.com book an appointment, right. come and get a haircut. We'll tell you more about Barbara and then... I wouldn't call it a haircut, I'd call it a consultation. Yeah. It's, because they're going to gain something from it. For yeah, sure, exactly. yeah. It's, voice, it's an yeah, experience it's all around, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, we have, we have, we're doing a, we're teaching an education course this Sunday, and one of the guys on the course is Joe's client, who comes in to see us, like, every get three, four yeah, weeks yeah. when he's yeah. getting his haircut or whatever. Um, and this is somebody now that's watching, looking at Chizzy. Chizzy's one of our other barbers here at the shop, and one of his clients came. Do you know what I mean? Like, as in, he's. Has but do you think it's. Barbering. Especially, I'm asking the two of you this, especially of two different opinions, but these guys are coming in, they're seeing the atmosphere, they're seeing the environment, yeah, like, they're the reading the vibes, yeah. and they're like, I like this place. And it's bringing them back for another haircut because they sure. like being in this atmosphere, but the atmosphere. then they're probably thinking, I'd love to walk here. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's probably why this motivation is coming in from Joe or Gareth or yourself, Chizzy, or anybody cutting the hair. But the guy that's sitting in the chair actually probably thinking in the back of his mind, I'd love to walk here. That's how, how do I think, go about that's it? That's how we think that we can yeah. do something else. Yeah, I think that's good, yeah. Like they're, yeah. They're, yeah like and I say that to like anybody because I'm on that level, I always have been. Anybody that's in this industry, anybody that's in this game, I wish them the best of luck. And I'm, I know you guys think the same because off camera we were speaking like that. We were speaking about other places, other brands. You guys are on your mission. Everybody's on their own mission. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose you've just got to kind of concentrate on yourself, yeah, worry about yourself, worry about your circle because anything outside that, if you start concentrating on other people and trying to get ahead of them or they've yeah. done this this way, let's do it this way, let's yeah. top that. You're gonna lose the run of why you got into this, exactly, yeah. and you haven't done that. And at the end of the day, nobody, nobody gives a shit about anybody. I don't else. think so. Like, I don't think so. Like, like, like that's exactly what we, the way we are. I mean, to be honest with you, Instagram stuff like that. I, I use Instagram, but it, sometimes I don't be on it a lot, looking at other people's work. I tend to just focus on you and and the team and faction itself, and just tunnel vision with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because like you can look away and see all these things and stuff, <laughs> but at the end of the day the clients that are going to these places aren't clients coming in here you're only really like, worried about yeah. your next client coming in yeah exactly, exactly. let's worry about the next guy coming in and let's give him what he's came to pay for exactly yeah 100%. yeah, yeah. just that's like worry about. about like what's in front of you plus anything i have a great else. team i walked in i knocked on the door upstairs obviously we're after hours garrett let me in joe immediately introduced himself yeah the boy's still doing a haircut he's after spending the last hour and a half 
They're both after doing, you know, Gar's after cutting Joe's hair. It's a piece of art on Whoa. his head. That just shows you like the level, like, wow. Well, you should see what we can see behind this camera, guys. <laughs> 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 that's just a testament. That's one just thing is to say, one thing is to say about it. it. One thing to say about it is though, it's like, and this, this is being honest, right? I'm saying this truthfully. If I'm in work and this is going to be weird for you to listen to this because I work in an office environment yeah. and more business corporate um, office. When it hits such a time, I'm clocking out and I'm gone. Yeah. Right, I'm, I'm gone. 100%. Days over. Yeah. This is Joe and, and Gareth here still sitting in the shop, which they've come in this still morning. Here a half hour, but you know what I mean? The fact that they're still here, yeah. it's a warm, nice place. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like, we work 50 plus hours every single week. No, leave here, really. Like. We're and today's my off. day off. Yeah. I was down here doing a haircut. This is your baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were, yeah. you know, we were, I was doing some computer stuff today as well, like more admin. Yeah, the shop. yeah, good. And exclusive, we're getting new barber capes, everyone. <laughs> deadly, deadly, deadly. Um, me and Aaron could have done shops on our own, and I would have been busy. I know that, and I know that mm. he would have been busy on his own. We would have two fantastic shops, but we knew that we could do something bigger, better, yeah. and more special, and more long-lasting together. And that's what that's we're, we're on the journey. It's amazing. We're I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you. Nice thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having us, brother. Aaron, nice nice one. And the two boys. Thank you. Thanks.